in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 this morning. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, opportunity to worship the Lord this morning. We learned a scripture a couple of weeks ago where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Doesn't it just feel good and uplift our spirits to praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? He is worthy of our praise and worthy so much of that. And... Um, but let's look, in the, let's look this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We continue our series through, uh, through this text, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, <clears throat> verse 7 and following. The scripture says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are not, excuse me, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life in you. Let's pray together. Father, this morning as we just pause, and God, I ask for your blessing this morning as we have read your scripture, and I pray today that, uh, that you would teach us through your word. God, you let us understand the, the context of this text. And not just what it meant when it was written, but the application for over 2,000 years. Because this is a living book. This is a life book. So just like it spoke to the readers 2,000 years ago, God, it speaks to us, the readers, today. So we wait upon you, Lord, and ask your spirit, God, to touch our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Text this morning, the title is called Look Inside. Look Inside. How valuable are you? If you were to add up all of your wealth, all of your value, all of your resources, how much would that be? So I want you to think right now, all of your assets, everything that you have, how valuable are you? And I want you to kind of just let that sink through your mind. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Everybody in the room, close your eyes. Now, let me ask the same question. How valuable are you now? Because if you're like a lot of us, when I first asked that question, our value depended on what we can see. Our resources, our assets, our wealth. But this scripture teaches, you can go ahead and open your eyes, thank you, that there is so much more value inside of you than there is on the outside. So this morning, I want us to look at a text and call it, Look Inside. Look Inside. The scripture says in verse 7, We have this treasure 
in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not on us. The text says in verse 7 that we use the word a vessel. In your translation, may have the term clay pot, just an ordinary pot, one that you would use and then throw away. Uh, this can even be compared to something like a fast food meal. Maybe you get a meal in a container and you may keep it for a little bit, but after you eat the food, it's of little or no value at all. For many, you throw it away or discard it or, or recycle it. The earthen vessel in this text is you, it's me. We are just ordinary. Without Jesus and without salvation, without eternal life, we are, we are nothing. There's nothing that we have that is of any value because when I ask the question, what, 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 how, how much are you worth? What is your value? All of that can change in a, in a minute. It can change in a second because everything you have can be taken away. So our value is based on what's on the inside that the world cannot take away. So how valuable are we? We have to look inside to answer that question. And when we look inside, there's three things that this text teaches us this morning about uh, our value on the inside. Number one is this, is that we have a priceless treasure. We have a priceless treasure. We are rich in God's eyes. We are rich in the sight of God because of what He has given us. We as believers have a priceless treasure inside all of us who know the Lord as our Savior. Look at what the text says. I love verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God may be of God and not of us. So we have a priceless treasure. Treasure. Every person in this room is a creation from God. God has made uniquely every single one of you. You are exactly the way God made you. Your creation, who you are, your gifts, your abilities, all those things come from the hand of God. Psalm 139, 13 and 16 talks about that. Even the, 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 the inside of our genetics is all based upon God. We should never, ever complain or become bitter or whine because we may not have this talent or may not have that ability or may not have that gift. You are exactly the way God intended you to be. So we accept who we are and we accept the gifts that God has given us. And this text teaches us that we are simply an earthen vessel. Each of us must accept who we are. We must accept ourselves the way God intended us to be. So we are a vessel. But what makes us priceless is not the vessel. What makes us priceless is the treasure that God puts inside of you. See, every person who's been born was created to be saved. Created for salvation. Some accept Many will reject. But God has created every person in this world with the opportunity to accept the free gift of salvation and to put a priceless treasure inside an earthen vessel. You take the treasure out, the vessel's worth nothing. You put the treasure in it, it's priceless. So let's talk about this treasure for a minute. What is this treasure? This priceless treasure is, the, it, number one, it is the gospel. That is the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ put inside of us. Our value is based on what Jesus Christ done at the cross, did at the cross, and it's based on our sins who have been forgiven. That's why the text says this treasure, it's in earthen vessels, so that the excellence of the power of God may be of God and not of us. What is this treasure? 
You remember last week in verse number 1 of chapter 4, the Scripture says, Therefore we have this ministry. As we receive mercy, we don't lose heart. So he's talking about this ministry that picks up the conversation at the end of chapter 13. You remember that. That's the new covenant. That is the, 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 the era of grace that we live in today. Not the old covenant, not the law, praise the Lord to that, but the new covenant. That's the gospel. And you go in verse 1, therefore we have this ministry of the gospel. Verse 7, we have this treasure, which is the gospel, that's put in earthen vessels. That is the gospel the Lord Jesus Christ that he puts inside all of us so therefore our value is in Jesus and it's in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ we have a priceless treasure Christians are never powerful in themselves let me just do this one day powerful in themselves but only exhibited so you are of value today only because of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from that, friend, we're nothing. We're nothing. Everything we have is from the hand of God. Your soul, your spirit, your gifts, your abilities, your salvation has all come from God. It is, number one, it's, his, it's the gospel. But number two, this priceless treasure is for His glory. Your treasure that you have in you, in your vessel, is put there for the glory and honor of God. God brought you into this world for Him to be glorified. God saved you in order for Him to be glorified. God leads you in your walk with Christ for Him to be glorified. The, the, the age-old statement is God did not need any of us Yet He chose to create us in order to bring Him glory and to bring Him honor. We have this, look at the text again in verse 7, this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. This treasure that we have in a weak vessel is so that God can be glorified. And when God does something in our life, we know it's from the Lord. The weaker we become, the greater glory God gets. The weaker we become, the stronger the power of God works in our life. Our issue in life is not to see how strong we can become in the sight of God. It is how weak can we become, become in the sight of God. Paul says later on, for when I am weak, then I'm what? Then I'm strong. So this priceless treasure comes from Christ. It is the gospel but it's also for His glory. The second thing the text teaches us in verse 9, look at this statement. This is a powerful, powerful two scriptures in verses 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Number one, we have a priceless treasure. But number two, we have a proven testimony. We have a proven testimony. Our testimony is proven by the life that we live. And more times than not, our testimony is proven through suffering. I don't know why God allows certain things to happen. What I do know is this. God permits trials... 
God controls trials and God is glorified through trials. That is a hard lesson for humans to understand. But you remember, we're just a vessel. And God places his treasure inside of us so that we can become weak and the power of God may be exhibited in, in, in our vessel so that it's not of us. And, and, and for that vessel to be used of God, many times it has to be jarred, has to be broken. And God breaks us in so many different ways. And more times than not, it's through trials and it's through sufferings. Some of you may be going through some tough things right now and you may not understand and nobody can, can, can give you that, that perfect word that will explain exactly what you are going through. But God does. And it has come through the hand of God. He has allowed it to happen in your life. For some reason, God has, to, has chosen to work that, that, that treasure that's inside of you to work it out. We have a proven testimony couple of things about this text. Let's look at some of these words. The first one is this, is that under this proven testimony is number one, he is sovereign. God controls all trials. God permits all trials. God uses all trials for his glory. Five words are mentioned here about the sovereignty of God. It says we are hard pressed on every side. The word hard pressed means he's under pressure. This is the apostle Paul, the greatest missionary to ever live. We are hard pressed on every side. We are under pressure. The second one is we're perplexed. We're at a loss. He's at his wit's end. The third word that he uses here is that we are uh, not only hard-pressed and perplexed, but we are persecuted. The word persecuted means to pursue. It means to hunt. Paul's enemies stalked him day and night. They always wanted to know where Paul was. The, the, the list here gets stronger in adversity. Hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted. The fourth one is struck down, which means to strike down or to throw down. It, it means to be thrown down with a weapon. Hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. Four words there. Now he mentions the other four of those. Not only the sovereignty of God and how God, how God controls all of that. How he is, he is, he's on his throne. And all those things that happen in our life is from the hand of God. But the other words are this. Not only is it he is sovereign, but he's also our strength. You remember the first word? Hard pressed. But he says we're not crushed. The word crushed there means being confined to a narrow tight place. Paul says, I may have been hard-pressed, but I've never been crushed. I've never been out of the ministry where I can no longer serve anymore. He says, I haven't been crushed. He says, I've been perplexed, but I haven't been in despair. Remember, I told you that the word perplexed means at a loss. If you look at this in the original language, it means at a loss, but not at a loss. Now, that's what the text really says. He's, he's at a loss, but he's not at a total loss. Which means he's not, a, he's not a, a, a totally defeated. The third one is the word persecuted. And then the flip side of that, but not forsaken. Which means he's never been deserted, never been abandoned. And then that fourth one is not crushed, but not destroyed. He's never been ruined or lost or even killed. He was knocked down, but he was not knocked out. Eight different words to describe what Paul is doing in his life to prove the testimony that is inside of us. 
One writer has said this, and you see that if you're following along your outline, there's four blanks up under, up under where it says he is sovereign, he is our strength. Here's the four ways that you can word these. Number one is squeezed but not squashed. Bewildered but not befuddled. Pursued but not abandoned. Knocked down but not knocked out. And I want you to look at that. Squeezed but not squashed. Bewildered but not befuddled. Pursued but not abandoned. Knocked down but not knocked out. If I was to ask you, have you been through trials in life? Some of you, like I said, are going through it right now. If not, you can look back in your life and there will be some and more in the future. Some of you have been squeezed to where there's nothing else left inside of you. But you can also testify, I've never been squashed. I've never been totally abandoned. Some of you have been persecuted or perplexed, but never in despair. Some of you have lost everything materially, but you haven't lost everything. You've never lost what Christ has put inside of you. And on the day you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when you go throughout this life, you may lose things of value that are material things, but you'll always be rich in the sight of God from this day, from the day you accept Christ today, all the way until you see Jesus Christ face to face. You will always have a priceless treasure found in the gospel of Jesus. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not worth anything. God has put his spirit inside of you. And that's what he does when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it is, it, is, it, is apparent, it, is, it is a must that if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you give your life to him. Because he has saved you. He's brought you in this world to give you eternal life and everlasting life. You've been pursued, but you've never been abandoned. Everybody else may have turned their back on you, but the Lord never has. You may have been knocked down. But you've never been knocked out. I read about the Apostle Paul in our men's groups reading through Acts and how just about every city he went to, he was left for dead. Knocked out. But he got right back up. And he continued to preach about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. A proven testimony. God will always guard the vessel as long as we guard the treasure. As long as we guard what Christ has put inside of us and use it. Look at what the text says again. We're hard pressed on every side. You're not crushed. We're perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. Then he, 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 he continues that thought. Verse 10. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. We who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Number three is we have a promised truth. Not only do we have that, that priceless treasure and that proven testimony, but here's the truth. Here's the, here's the key to the text in verses 10 through 12. He uses a lot of comparisons between death and life. We always carry about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Who's he He's talking about us. Every day of our life, we carry the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus. Now, I want you to look at the key word here. It's not the word death. It's dying. It's the process of dying. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I like that or not. We're about life. 
And we're about joy and we're about excitement. And this text teaches that the promised truth is that each one of us is caring about the body of the death of the Lord Jesus. What in the world is he saying here? It's a promised truth that each one of us is walking through with this dying of the Lord Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. So if I look at verse 11, right, verse 10, right? Not only are we carrying the dying Lord Jesus, but we're carrying the life of the Lord Jesus. Do you see how he compares all of that? Jesus Christ was king of the world. Yet he submitted himself to death, even death on the cross. And because of that death, he then rose from the grave to life And He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You as a vessel die daily. We carry about the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And every day we wake up, our old flesh, our old body, we die to it daily. And when we die to it daily, we say, God, this is not my life. This is is all of you. I am of no value today except what you've put inside of me. So today when I walk out those doors, I am going to, to die to self. And when I die to self, that's when I really live. So really, life only comes through death. The life of Jesus comes through the death of self. We have a promised truth. Number one, it's about eternal life. It's about living the life that God intended for us. Not this average 70 years for a man. Not sure about a woman. Average lifespan on earth. That's not the life he's talking about living here. It's about this eternal life. The gospel that God has put inside each of you. To live it out in this life. But also for all eternity. That's why it's called eternal life. Everlasting life. But you live it out today. Because this is where God has you today. We always carry about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. It may be known. He he, he expounds on that in verse 11. We who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. We are vessels and we get jarred at times And the reason why Christ will permit trials to jar our vessel is so that what is inside of us will spill out to be a blessing to other people. The trials that you go through and this vessel that we have, he will crack so that what is of value, which is the gospel, will spill out and reach people that are all around. The other day, um, Saturday or Friday, Joel, I can't remember, we, we were driving along and we had a great moment and, and, and he had a, had a Sprite from McDonald's. He was in the back seat and the little next to me was the, uh, the thing you set your arm on and whatever that thing is called. You put your arm on it and the Sprite was there and I had to stop real fast. And, and you knew what happened. That Sprite come flying and it got all over the, uh, somebody's lap, not Joel, and, and, and all over the, 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 the seat there that didn't have a cover on it. 
And I thought, you know what, that's exactly what happens. We go through, we've got our life sitting right there and everything's fine and dandy and we're enjoying everything. Then something happens. And what Christ has put inside of us, he's trying to get it out. To be a blessing for others. Use your trial for the glory of God. Because that's exactly what it was intended for. God makes no mistakes. God never messes up. God is never off duty. God never takes a day off of work. And what you have gone through or are going through, He knows exactly what He's doing. Use that as an opportunity for the vessel that's put inside of you to spill out and to be a blessing for others. As you die daily, may the life of Christ grow and be manifested to all those that are around you. We have eternal life, but number two, it's about eternal living. The promised truth is eternal life, but the promised truth also is that it is eternal living. Look at verse 12. Strange verse, but I want you to see this. So Paul says this, So then, death is working in us, but life in you. Paul says as we write this text, and of all the things that have happened, remember go back to chapter 1, he, is, he, is, he is, is, has been through everything, almost even death. He says we even despaired of life so that we would not trust in ourselves, but trust in the power of God. And Paul says what we're going through, death, is bringing you life. You ever thought about that the treasure that God has put inside of you, that He will crack it through a trial and cause you to go through death in order to bring life for somebody else. The only way somebody may ever come to know Christ as their Savior is by you going through a trial. Would you do that for somebody? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I will, I will accept whatever you desire if it means somebody else coming to know Christ as their Lord and Savior? That's how you know if you're dying daily. And that's how you know when you're looking out for everybody else that, that promised truth that it's about everlasting life and it's about eternal life. Paul says it like this in 2 Timothy 2 verse 10, Therefore I endure all things... For the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Paul says, I am going through everything and I endure it all so that they can come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. The power of the gospel comes in our weakness, not in our strength, not in our greatness, but in the fact that we are simply clay pots and cracked ones at that. We are of no value outside of Christ. But Christ has put His priceless treasure that nobody can take away, has put it inside of you and has given you hope and has given you life and has given you everlasting life. He's put that in you in a broken clay earthen vessel. Not for you and not for your power and not for your glory and not for you to keep on your own, but to be broken and spilled out, as the writer said years ago, broken and spilled out for the Lord. We have a priceless treasure. 
we have this uh, promised truth. And then the second one is we have this proven testimony that God is God and he needs to be glorified in all that we are, all that we do. So death is working in us, but life is working in you. How valuable are you? How much are you worth? If we were to close our eyes and say, in Jesus Christ, we have a proven testimony. In Jesus Christ, we have the love of God. In Jesus Christ, we have joy unspeakable and full of glory. In Jesus Christ, we have a peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus Christ, although we've been hard-pressed, we're never, ever, ever crushed. We've been perplexed, but not in despair. We've been persecuted, but never left forsaken. We've been struck down, but we've never been destroyed. That's because Jesus Christ loves us, and He cares for us, and He desires what He placed inside of you to spill out and to be a blessing. So look inside. How valuable are you? I'm going to ask if you would to bow your heads this morning. And as we pray today, and as the Spirit leads this morning, the Spirit this morning may be leading for some to come to know Christ. You've never been saved. Have you never understood this, this priceless treasure that can only be found through Jesus? Today, would you surrender your life to Him as we start this invitation in just a second, just to step out from where you're at and to come? I'd love to talk to you about how to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are of value in His eyes. He died for you. The greatest gift of all is the gift of salvation. There may be other decisions you need to make this morning. I encourage you just to follow God's Spirit and follow His leadership today. Lord, we love you. God, help us this morning to look deep down inside. And know, Lord, we've got a priceless treasure. And because of that treasure, Lord, you are proven every day, our testimony in Jesus. And for many, Lord, that means extreme trial, difficulties of life. But praise the Lord, we have a promised truth. That it's about eternal life. It's about eternal living. God, help us to die daily. And then, Lord, we can really learn what it means to live. In Jesus' name I pray. I want you to stand.